understand it's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean, coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. I want to thank you once again, each and every week, for joining us, whether it's on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. Now, this is Monday. I'm heading home from work. It was a busy weekend in my own personal life, but also with all the different news outlets that were coming up with the scandals and trying to get everything straight i don't want to end up this being more of a gossip show than other podcasts end up being with that said we'll be right back with our outline for today's show and go from there so thank you once again for joining me i'll be right back hey wrestling fans it's sean from the scumbags wrestling have you checked out our latest t-shirt designs inspired by our friends over at London Comic Con. Nigel Lewis of NCL Studios came up with this amazing design of a comic book cover. It features 20 new stars of the Ontario Independent Wrestling scene, including Cody Diener, Jody Threat, Casey Spinelli, Tyson Dukes, Brent Banks, Tara, Sebastian Swath, Alala Beefcake, graduates of the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory, and many more. You can get your t-shirt for just $30, or buy the poster for $15. Proceeds from this sale are going to go to Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto on behalf of Stephen's Wrestling Journey. Stephen is an 8-year-old fighting cure malformation, and they're searching for a cure. You can contact me either through our Facebook page, Scumbags Wrestling, or email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Get yourself a green t-shirt, with an amazing design and help a wonderful cause at the same time. Contact me today and get your shirt or poster. If you're looking for insight on the hottest wrestling topics going on today and interviews, join Chris Maloney and myself each and every Thursday at 8 p.m., on TNT Thursday Night Throwdown. We're joined by different panel guests, commentators, and interviews as we break down the week in world of wrestling. You won't want to miss it, and you can be a part of it too. That's TNT Thursday Night Throwdown, each and every Thursday night, 
on Twitch and Facebook at 8 p.m. Yeah, and welcome back to the show. Um, like I said during the opening, uh, this is a very interesting week. Uh, not a lot of other news going on until this past Thursday when a lot of uh, rumors and accusations uh, were coming out. Different people uh, being accused of assault, sexual assault, bullying, you name it, it was happening. It was happening in every organization, and it started off with David Starr. Unfortunately, instead of getting a lawyer and keeping his mouth shut, he ended up making a statement about what's uh, going on, and that started a fire of everybody else coming forward with a conversation of what happened to them. Now, in this case, that's a lot of rumor, accusations, there's things that are known, unknown, and we're not quite sure what is up until we actually see it for a fact. With that said, last night, myself, Chris Maloney, and Stephen O'Neill had a conversation on a special edition of TNT. We were supposed to do that on Thursday, and because of all the stuff coming out, we wanted to make sure we had a little bit more knowledge instead of, once again, spreading rumors and innuendo. Uh, a lot of companies have been hit, WD with Matt Riddle, Jordan Devlin, but you know they're looking into those things. Matt Riddle's situation has been known for two years. Jack Gallagher, unfortunately, I guess that has been proven as a legit fact, and they have released him. So there's so many different degrees of fact fiction and investigation being going on. Uh, people like Marty Skrull over in Ring of Honor. Uh, AEW got hit with uh, Jimmy Havoc. So nobody is safe and some people are just really bad people. And hopefully people speaking out is going to weed those people out. Uh, but the three of us sat down last night on TNT and I'm going to share that conversation that we had as part of this broadcast. Love to have your uh, input and uh, see how you feel. And once again, maybe we get this all cleared up and people are uh, going to be working in a better environment. Um, there's a local connection involving Congo Kong and Kyle Boone. And you'll hear a lot about that details because that, as I said, fits close to home for us. Um, after that's all done, I'll be back with the results from this past week, including AEW, WWE, and what, uh, a little bit of what Impact is doing leading into Slammiversary 18. So sit back, enjoy our conversation on uh, TNT last night, and we'll be right back. Who's the greatest manager? Who's the greatest tag team of the 80s, the 90s? WCW, WWE, AEW, ECW, AWA, you name it, we're naming them on the Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Join Stephen O'Neill, Chris Jones, Chris Maloney, and myself on Fantasy Warfare Tournament each and every week, Wednesday nights at 6pm on YouTube. Um, you know, let's get straight to it because there's so many kind of topics to talk about that have controversy in the past probably, what, 10 days since we did the last show, episode number 22. But first and foremost, it's this. So it's 
the speaking out movement taking place right now it's been taking place pretty much since thursday um you know i was online friday watching it blow up saturday yesterday kind of died down a little bit but the fact is when you have fifty thousand tweets okay fifty thousand hits on twitter taking place in a matter of 36 to 48 hours you know it's something unique bbc news has picked up on it as well and when i saw it for the first time it was basically the the article the statement it said ott brav pro and tx uh, tnt extreme severs ties with david Starr." so that was the first thing i i in fact did see now david Starr, i'm aware of because i guess well i should say guess but we get to see him last summer in toronto uh i think it was the progress show i get to see him at um, and then all of a sudden, he's really was heavily focused with the independent brand. From there, we get into other topics and headlines. And guys, I'm just going to round this out just to get your thoughts as a whole, just once I'm done. Uh, but uh, Mark, uh, Adam Haggerty gone from MLW. Travis Banks and Legaro dropped by progress amid abuse. Allegations impact wrestling's parent company released a statement that is with regards to, I think it's uh, Dave Christ, uh, Michael Elgin, and Joey Ryan are part of that. Uh, WWE has released Jack Gallagher, uh, Jack Gallagher. Uh, Dave Lagana, vice president of uh, uh, NWA Wrestling, is gone. Um, uh, WWE issues, issues a no-tolerance statement uh, with regards to Matt Riddle, uh, Ligaro, and uh, Jordan Devlin. Uh, then, they, uh, you know, another topic that started right after the David Starr thing was they were looking into abuse allegations made against Jordan Devlin. Um, guys, it was all over the place, and... That was just kind of the bigger names in the business that were being talked about as far as the, the dirt sheets, so to speak. The one that hit home for me, and, and I, I, you know, um, and I was, this was unexpected when I was reading this yesterday, it was our own Kyle Boone, uh, former guest of the show, uh, very heavy with regards to the Smash Wrestling promotion. Uh, he has branched out, you know, working for other promotions as well. The story that he released online was absolutely atrocious. I could not believe uh, what I was reading. Um, I understand back in the day, the 80s and 90s, things were a little bit different at the hazing process, the pay your dues process, all this sort of shit. But the fact is, it's 2020. And it's one thing to read up about a David Starr or, uh, you know, a Jordan Devlin or Matt Riddle, because the fact is, they're superstars. They've been doing this for a while. But when it's somebody close to home, somebody that you've ha we've had on this show, somebody we've interacted with and seen, Sean, you've seen pretty much from the get beginning as far as uh, Tyson Dukes and the Wrestling Factory went. I, I even said to Sean at one of the shows when I when I think Kyle Boone was coming off the top rope for the first time doing a diving elbow or a splash, I said this kid is going to be something. And when you read what he had posted and you read basically how it brought him down to maybe not want to do the wrestling business again that's to me it's complete like i said it's atrocious it's complete bullshit um the guy he referenced was congo kong and i will read this because there are two sides to every story uh congo kong stated about 23 hours ago on twitter we live in a different society than when we when i started back in uh, when i started in this business and back then it was uncommon to rip rookies I certainly didn't intend for it to hurt you at all, let alone as bad as it did. I sincerely apologize for hurting you so bad. Our relationship since then and up until now gave no indication that there was any animosity between us as it was all hugs and smiles that I knew. We've even worked together since then at my, at my request and you were taken care of of that of, uh, of during said matches. If I had any clue that you felt like that, then I definitely would have squashed it then. As I told all the youngins, I only pick on people I like and see something in. Again, never my intention to hurt or scar you by any means, and I sincerely apologize. I hope we can ha uh, hash this out between us like adults. 
So I will say this personal viewpoint on myself. I've only got to see Congo Kong once. That was down in Border City Wrestling when the Impact tapings were taking place. I think this point in time, two years ago maybe, going on two years down St. Clair College. Yep. Um, seemed like a friendly guy. Uh, you know, he's a huge part of Border Town Pro Wrestling. Um, you see him. I've seen him booked for quite a while here in Ontario, Indy, as far as when I started becoming a fan again. But to what he did, and I will not read what Kyle Boone had posted. If you want to go on his official Twitter. But it wasn't PG. It was, you know, basically it's it, it could basically take somebody like a Kyle Boone who is educated as far as the business goes, has a good heart, um, very laid back, uh, very endorsed, um, you know, is one of the guys that you can go up to at a show and he will interact with you as a fan. No problem at all. The fact is for him to state what he stated as far as how it made him feel. Um, I think Congo Kong is a piece of shit for what he did. Uh, trying to apologize for it, yes, that is the first step. But the fact is, if you're a rookie, if you're a veteran, and I say this being a wrestling fan since the time I was you know, three years old, so 41 years now, and the stories that you've heard and this and that, but the fact is I cannot you – know, I'm starting to get hyped a little bit right now – but I cannot see a guy like Cody Diener treating guys like Kyle Boone the way that Congo Kong did. I cannot see guys like Tyson Dukes um, you know, treating guys like Kyle Boone like that. I can't even see Sean Spears – Doing that, and there was there was there was there was talk about Derek Wilde and this and that, and and that is in its own. But the fact is, for Congo Kong to do what he did to Kyle Boone, um, that's if that stuff is still happening, and you'll see in the background the the shirt I got in the, the top corner there. I put it up for a reason. That's Lufisto. There's somebody else who's tried to change this business, and to me, business needs to be changed as fans, especially with social media, uh, it, you know, out there. The fact is, we're reading this, we're seeing this. It's given us an impression of as far as these guys go i can't see why kyle boone would come up with a story like that and lie about it but that is just our level that is just independent level so when you see stuff like matt riddell and who knows about that because the fact is he's on tv he was hyped he was promoted on social media by the wwe and they nobody knew if he was going to be still in that match on smackdown to guys like david Starr, to um you know guys like lugaro to guys like jordan devlin i mean it's a mess right now. And the fact is, on the independent level, I feel for these guys. On the pro level, you have to feel for these guys as well. But, guys, do you think it's a case – and I want to get your viewpoints on everything I mentioned. But do you think it's a case of the business changing these guys? Or do you just think it's one of those things where all of a sudden, um, hey, I'm a veteran. Hey, you're a rookie. Hey, it's like high school again. I'm going to haze you. I'm going to treat you like shit. And you're either going to put up with it. And you guys know about the Hulk Hogan stories over in New Japan, you know, or over Japan about them uh, breaking his legs and seeing how tough he was. Do you think there's any business or do you think do you guys think there's any I'm trying to think of the proper words, any reason for this stuff to be taking place in 2020? Sean, I'll start with you and then we'll, we'll head over to Steven. Yeah, I don't think obviously there's any place for it in uh, 2020 or any time for that matter. Um, a lot of people uh, get mentally scarred um, just from hazing. Uh, whether it's high school or uh, locker room hazing uh, in any sport or as we're now finding out uh, what's going on here in wrestling. Something tells me that I might have actually heard that Kyle Boone story uh, maybe one time, even uh, possibly from Kyle at the factory, because uh, when you guys uh, mentioned it, I was driving at the time after delivering some shirts, but I got home and saw the story and I was just like, something rung a bell with me on that one but yeah it's very low for anybody to do that um 
what makes me yeah, also see is the fact that this was Kyle's fifth show uh, that uh, he was on, and he was like 19 years old. And my guess is that Tyson was not there. And usually Tyson is riding with the guys, and they get booked on the same shows he is. But this, I'm going to guess, was definitely a show that did not have Tyson on. And so they were taking advantage of whether it was uh, just Kyle or anybody else, because it did sound like somebody else uh, got their money also taken from them, uh, from uh, their sales of merchandise. But that's taking advantage of somebody's vulnerability, and that's very much uncalled for. As far as some of the other allegations uh, go, and it's not to discredit any of them, you need to definitely, I'm not going to say no to anybody speaking out, because it definitely needs to be brought up regardless. But we also need to weigh both sides. As you said, there's two sides to every story. There's like three sides, really. Uh, everybody's side and then what actually did happen. But we saw what happened with Enzo, where that allegations got brought up and turns out it didn't happen. I'm not saying it didn't happen for any of the other uh, stories that are coming out. We need to, first and foremost, investigate and know what's going on on the whole story, because we even saw a deal with Rich Swan and uh, Su Yin, or, well, Su Young. Su Young. I was getting uh, people mixed up, but yeah, we saw what happened there. It was a domestic dispute that got him fired, but it turns out they were fine. So, you know, we see one side where it's definitely happening, and you have uh, an ex of Jordan Devlin's showing uh, pictures of bruising, and then you get the other side where maybe it didn't happen, or there's some confusion of a misunderstanding. So I hope if people are speaking out, it's legit, and uh, the uh, perpetrators and predators are getting weeded out of this whole thing and the business can uh, go forward in a positive and clean way so yeah I applaud everybody who's uh, speaking out and especially if it's uh, legit Stephen so I think Congo Con's a piece of shit for doing that yeah I would not go buy a ticket for any show he's on because I would spit on him you don't do that. I've met, I saw, I remember the first night Kyle Boone and the factory students were at London Music Hall, and you could see something special in them. You don't do. They're, so, this might be controversial. I have no problem I'm uh, with some of the ribbing, some of the fun jokes that they, where you don't damage people like, like I like we uh, we've all talked. I listened to Jim Cornette. I listened to Bruce Prichard. There's some funny rib stories where they used to lock, put like a um, a lock on someone's um, stuff or like not like you fucking piece of shit Congo Kong. Like that? No, no, no. Thank you. That's not funny. That has no place in any business in wrestling. I hope he doesn't get booked anymore because he's a piece of shit. Did I mention that? Is that? No. No. Some of the other allegations, I'm like, Sean, some of them, 
I'm not going to pass judgment. I mean, I've been trying to follow up as much as I can with him. I hope people are actually being truthful. I know the three of us has been a lot. There's one in particular that raised some red flags to me because you can't have a screenshot of a conversation with the picture that was only put up a week and a half ago. And if it's supposed to be from two years ago or multiple years ago, that brings discredit to the real issues. And we weren't there, but if the profile picture that you supposedly had a conversation with, that's only been up for a week and a half, but this is two plus years ago, that there's just, I want them to be real. I don't want them to make people to be intentionally going out to ruin people's careers. Does that make sense? I believe if you're speaking out, be honest, be open about it. But what scares me is if someone's got a vendetta, an ex that's just trying to ruin their ex's career, that can, as we've seen, it can end someone's career doing professional wrestling. So if they're, if they're doing it to be vindictive, I don't agree with it. If it's legit, I'll stand behind that person 100%. So what Steven's referencing, by the way, is Jim Cornette and uh, the stories that came out about him. Um, guys, your guys' take on that riddle, because the fact is, here's a guy who you knew was going to debut on SmackDown. No idea what the match was, by the way, for me anyways, personally. Um, then all of a sudden, you go on WWE.com Friday. There was no mention of Matt Riddell at all. Um you know, podcasters weren't sure what was going to take place that night. And then sure enough, you see him on TV and he's hyped. And he was one of the first guys to have allegations against him. And yet the WWE has seemingly, uh, and, you know, and, and this isn't uh, this isn't fact, but has seemingly uh, put their money behind this guy. Um, all of a sudden, he presents a lawyer's letter online that states that this girl has pretty much been stalking him and his wife for the past two years. Guys, how, what do you do as wrestling fans? Do you... Whose side do you take in that? Do you, do you, again, is it the case like an Enzo Amore where all of a sudden he got burned and never really returned to wrestling? But the fact is, when facts came out, Enzo was free and clear? Or, or do we automatically, because there's so much movement taking place right now, automatically, you know, kind of um, go on the side of caution and be like, well, Matt Riddell's going to be guilty as well. So why is the WWE pushing him? Like, are you guys offended that we saw Matt Riddell on SmackDown this past Friday and the, the way that he was booked? Uh, not at all. Uh, also, it was recorded uh, earlier in the week. So with the significance of that segment that he was in, confronting AJ, then doing the uh, match against AJ Styles, that's a huge chunk of a two-hour show that would have to have been replaced. They had their statement about uh, not uh, tolerating stuff like that. Um, but once again, innocent until proven guilty. And so instead of jumping the gun like they did with Rich Swan and uh, Enzo Amore, they still let it continue. They're uh, looking into it as well. And if something does come about it, I think the same thing happened uh, also with Velveteen Dream over on NXT, uh, some allegations. But they allowed him to continue because they're still looking into it. If things get changed and they find out that it's legit, then they can uh, address it at that time and 
whether they let somebody go like they did Jack Gallagher or, you know, do some sort of punishment. Because you know, even AEW, uh, Jimmy Havoc is on that list as well. But Tony Khan said that he's basically not letting him go and that Jimmy Havoc is getting counseling instead for uh, anything going on. He's getting rehab, yeah. Yeah, so they're at least, in their case, backing their uh, talent, but getting them help for anything at the same time. So you don't want to really ruin somebody's career instantly so like draw, it did. I'm going to cut you off for a sec. How do you draw lines then? Because you get a guy like Tony Khan who's backing up a guy like Jimmy Havoc, but the fact is they've got a guy like Jack Gallagher who they've completely let go. So, so I mean, Stephen? There has to be – so I've been following Matt uh, Riddle one, and from what I gather, this was a woman he had a consensual affair with. I was listening to Dave Meltzer before. WWE knew about this woman before he signed two years ago. So he's had to change his phone number three times. I'm not excusing if he did it. Bye. Thanks for coming out. Your career is over. But from if WWE knew and they did their investigation two years ago, because I'm sure they did. If he was open and honest with them, I'm sure they did some sort of investigation. This one is one of those ones that it sounds like someone might be just trying to ruin someone's career. Jack Gallagher getting released tells me WWE has knows something that they're not releasing for who knows, but it tells me that they might have information that whatever hit, cause I didn't read his, but whatever hit he's accused of is true. Yeah. Because at the same time, even with the pictures with uh, the ex of Jordan Devlin, which is one of the uh, first ones also that came out, um, they have not made any comment that Devlin has been released and is no longer cruiserweight champion and stuff like that. Like when you're getting rid of Gallagher and the other two are still around, there's st- something that they're still wanting to make sure before uh, sealing the deal, like they did with Jack. Yeah. So uh, to me, Jack Gallagher, there was clearly WWE did their investigation or whatever. And they have evidence. The other ones, I would much rather organizations do their due diligence and do it correctly and you don't ruin someone's reputation. Like, I'm not a fan of Enzo, but... What do you guys think of somebody like Travis Banks who's still employed with the WWE, but the fact is progress has let him go? I think different size company, someone who progress very small, like smaller, they've got to make the decision. They don't have the lawyers like WWE would have or the, the, the office to do an investigation. I'm sure if there was a smash wrestler named, they'd have to do something really quick. They, they wouldn't have the lawyers in the, an office to go and investigate. So what, do you, what about a guy like David Lagana, who's vice president at NWA? Do you think there's more to the story that Billy Corgan knew about? Yes. I think you'll find that there's probably more female wrestlers, which is the sad part. 
Um, so it was one of those things where Lagana was probably the same type of, um, I guess, story that probably Gallagher was as opposed to a Matt Riddell or a Jordan Bank or Jordan Devlin or, or uh, you know, any of those guys. Uh, I want to follow up with this, though. So uh, about seven hours ago, Border Town uh, Pro Wrestling uh, is currently investigating accusations regarding locker room conduct. Uh, they said they'll release an update upon completion of our, our, of our investigation. So. It is good that they are looking into it. You had mentioned about Smash and whether or not it was one of their talents. And, uh, you know, um, I'll never forget, and, and Sean, you can second this. And I'm not 100% what it was about, but um, it was the whole backstory of last year. And Sean Spears was supposed to come into, uh, into Smash Wrestling for two shows, Toronto Show and London Show. And then all of a sudden he gets, uh, he, you know, says, hey, sorry, you can't make the shows anymore. They book Orange Cassidy instead. Um, and there's a whole big backstory that nobody had talked about and people had heard rumblings in this and that, but the fact is nobody kind of knew about things. Um, the point I, I want to get to is this now, Sebastian Swab apparently had made a comment on, uh, Facebook one night saying that he made one of the toughest decisions that he had ever had to make or something like that. And hopefully he gets to stand on his feet or something like that. Do you think as an independent wrestling promoter, it's tougher than say being on the pro scene? Um, and saying that WWE has, you know, people who buy their stock, shareholders that they have to answer to. Um, Ontario independent scene. Stephen, you said it best. The fact is, Congo Kong gets booked. You don't want to go see him. Uh, you're not going to basically support the brand that's booking him, uh, basically because of what had been said, right? Um, Sean, what's your take on this? I mean, do you support a company for supporting a company? But if they start booking somebody that you know has a tarnished reputation, are you still going to support that company? I think it would depend on uh, what goes on with that said talent for starters, but ideally, no. I would hope that uh, they wouldn't get booked. Um, just like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you have that uh, shirt of Lufisto behind you, and what uh, came up uh, with her saying what CCW uh, did with their uh, promotional, like the promotion of the women's matches in secondary sales videos and marketing i personally because of that and their statement also of you know sorry about your luck this is uh our property to do with as we please i personally wouldn't want to back up a uh, card that had czw on it uh whether they were partnering with another company or uh doing their own show so if a promotion doesn't speak out against it like how WD has um, probably NWA, yeah, I know impacted. As long as they're saying, hey, we're not tolerating this, then you would also assume that they're not going to book people who are accused of that. And so I would go to those shows. But if they say one thing and do a death, uh, different thing and book them, then I probably wouldn't uh, end up going to their show. Just like uh, Stephen said, Congo Kong. On a uh, show, not going to it. I was actually thinking of him being on uh, our second version of a comic book with a monster and hero uh, sort of theme because of his uh, character, but no, no, not now. Yeah, it's so interesting because you think of all the, the promotions in the UK that got hit. You, I, I think pretty much every promotion here in North America got hit as well. I mean, you think WWE, WWE, uh, NXT UK, um, uh, ROH got hit because the fact is um, uh, Marty Skrull was uh, one of the names that was dropped. 
not a lot came out about him, but what do you do as far as be, him and being head booker, you know? You've got him and then basically Kerry Silken, and that that's it for Ring of Honor as far as management goes, but you saw what happened to Dave Lagana. Um, one of the guys we haven't talked about was, uh, who is it, um, uh, Trent Seven over there in uh, NXT UK, and he immediately said he's going to contact lawyers with regards to defamation of character. Is this something that you guys... I, I think mean, even Tyler you, Bate was mentioned, too. Yeah, I didn't see anything about Tyler Bade, but is this so? As as a fan and as a, a male wrestler, you probably are scared to death to say anything at all, um, even though if you're 100 percent accurate. Now, do you see the point that say somebody like uh, Trent Seven was trying to make, us saying, "Hey, you're coming after me. I'm going to fight back. I'm going to get a lawyer involved and try to shut you down immediately," um, or do you basically just stay silent and not? It, the, the problem with social media is everybody has a voice. So if you're in a position where all of a sudden you are Vince McMahon or you are somebody like a Billy Corgan, do you tell your wrestlers to shut up or do you basically let them have their say on the social media because of the fact that it's their lives that, that you know are being uh, you know destroyed, so to speak? Me personally, I tell them to shut up until the investigation's done. Like let me let us do investigation. If you didn't do it, shut your mouth. Let us do our investigation. If you, after we do our investigation, if it comes out that they're defaming you, then speak out. But don't speak out until we do our investigation. Like, I'm kind of disappointed in Border, Border Town that they are doing, they, that A, they let that happen, B, that they're just not like peace the fuck out Congo Kong like there's other ones in Ontario that I would hope that tell them thanks but no thanks the worst part about that story is and go on Kyle Boone's um, Twitter and read it up but the fact is there was a room full of people where this is happening in front of why didn't any one of those guys step up see and I thought from what I read and maybe it's just the way I read it that he pulled them aside yeah, and right, it was Sean, also I'm gonna, apparently. I'm going to get your statement, but I'm going to bring up Kyle Boone's uh, actual tweet here. And it was also apparently um, as the intermission was going to happen, and so because he didn't sell a uh, choke slam that Congo Kong did and went out to uh, sell his uh, new merchandise, that's what angered him uh, in that regard. So there, I think it was probably pulled aside, as Stephen said. And even if it wasn't, people were probably getting ready themselves to uh, sell their merchandise. And, you know, p- two people having a conversation might not seem out of the ordinary. So. All right. So, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this word for word because it's Kyle Boone was brave enough to, to bring it up. Shadow was uh, was seconding him. And I, I do believe that there's, there's a bigger issue at hand than, than just. Uh, Kyle Boone. Um, I mean, I believe there's a lot more stories to, to it is what I'm trying to say. But so Kyle Boone says this. I tried to joke with him uh, talking about Congo Kong uh, to ease the tension, but he stood there with his hands out and repeated that I had to choose dick or money in front of the entire locker room. 
People were watching, laughing, and egging this on as it went on for roughly 20 minutes. Never thought in my life I'd be in a position where I had to choose between showing somebody my dick or giving them money. I'd heard stories about how these situations panned out, and I didn't want to come off as a bitch, as he puts it. The locker room or risk not getting booked again. So eventually I turned my head, closed my eyes, opened my tights. He scoffed and said he didn't see it. He demanded I still hand the money to him anyways. So I did, hoping this would finally be over. It, it wasn't over. It continued. And Kyle Boone had posted about four different, um, uh, you know, uh, images there as far as what the story that he went to um one of the reasons i want to bring it up as well because of the fact is ali who is a mainstay here in ontario um says one of the reasons she hasn't been able to bring anything up and now she's married to a wrestler okay she's been involved in the business i think she's time she's 18 years old and she says one of the reasons why she hasn't brought it up herself uh and she put this on twitter was the fact is because she doesn't want to have to not or she doesn't, she doesn't want to have to fear not getting booked again. I mean, do you think that's fair to anybody at all? Kyle Boone just stated in, in what I just read. Do you think, with what's going on, do you think it's even tougher for the females to speak out because of that right there? It's it, the booking aspect of it, right? It's You can go to a Smash show, so to speak. I'm just using them as a reference. But the fact is you could have eight matches on that show. You might see one woman's match. So all of a sudden they speak up, they speak out, and all of a sudden that one woman's match isn't going to feature them. Do you think... I, I mean, does this destroy somebody's confidence in, 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 as far as the wrestling and, you know business goes? Because Thursday, I had to shut down my laptop because I was sick and tired of reading it because I was just like, why am I following this this, this business anymore? Um, but, I mean, it's – how does it end? I mean, we're watching the Black Lives Matter thing goes on right now. Um, how does this thing in the wrestling business end? Is it going to be one movement that's going to be shut down, say, a week from now, or is it basically – is it fans like us talking about it? Is it protesting against guys being part of shows? Like, how do you, how do you solve this in the wrestling business as, as longtime fans? Stephen, maybe start with you. Um, it's going to take protests. If and it's going to take fans to, um, sorry, I was reading the side comment. But we're not going to get there because I'm going to lose my shit on that. Um, it's going to take fans to protest the promotion if they're booking people who are and I'm gonna found guilty of what they're being accused. If they're not found guilty, fine. There's, but if you are found fucking that you've done something, like you piece of shit Congo Kong, I hope he never gets booked again because that one hits way too close to home. The other ones, if you're, if you've done what you're being accused of, and I don't care if it's Jim Cornette, I would turn, I'll delete every podcast I listen to. I will. No, you don't do that to anyone. I, you are talking to someone who is an openly gay male who was bullied all of his life because of being gay. No. Bullying, harassment does not sit well with me. I'll tell you a little story. Last week, I lived in the gay village. Fucking car of males go by. Call me a fucking faggot. In 2020. I do not put up with bullying. You're going to get me emotional. I'm going to be pissed. I've tried to commit suicide because of people who have bullied people. No, I don't play this game. This one touches way too close. If you if they haven't done it, 
if you're being accused and you haven't done it and the the person who's making these laws up, that's not cool because it's going to bring the real um, accusations and it's going to tarnish them. So I really hope everyone who's making these accusations are being 100% truthful. It makes you also wonder um, at the same time, if this happens to somebody uh, that young and uh, that green, how many other times has it happened in to other uh, talent in his same position? You know, was this a one-time only thing, or is this a uh, regular occurrence that's happened before? So I, I tell you this, and, and I'm going to share a story right here too. So you can say your story for something. Um, but it doesn't necessarily make things right. Um, you know, I grew up uh, the son of an alcoholic father, um, and, and, you know, good thing for me, he's been about 18 years sober uh, coming up this October. But I tell you this, it never takes away those scars. It never takes away those memories. And a lot of times it's the mental aspect of it sometimes. And I will go months without talking to my dad, uh, even though we've got a great relationship now. And my wife, uh, my wife will simply ask me, you know, what, hey, what's going on? And it's just, it's the, the drawback, the pullback. It's the, uh, that, and that's me personally, you know what I mean? It, it's nothing to do with my dad's relationship now because it's phenomenal. You know, I just talked to him on the phone today for Father's Day, but the fact is it's, it's that drawback. That's my personal aspect of it. So when you think about the wrestling business, you think about the Kyle Boone story. The fact is, why does he want to go into a locker room again? Is he ever going to want, not want to sell something that happened in the ring? You know what I mean? Um, it's that mental aspect of that story that's always going to affect him. And he even said to him, you know, he even said he's not going to enjoy the wrestling business as much. So to some fuckers out there that want us to let this go because the guy said, sorry, sorry, stop watching the show because that's not what the point is. You can say you're sorry and that's great. But until Kyle Boone and Congo Kong hammer this out, be a fan of Congo Kong, that's great. But for what he did, I don't agree with. I don't know him as a person. I don't know what's happened since. Um, but the fact is that shit should not be happening in the locker room. So if you don't agree with it, stop watching the show. But that's all I got to say about that. So, Sean, you want to uh, say anything further before we uh, go on to the next topic here? Uh, no, just uh, as I said, I hope uh, if that was a one-time only thing that it definitely does end. And hopefully... Uh, regardless of what organization it is that they get weeded out and you know the right people are doing it for the right reason hello what is up everybody it is ocho from the ocho and ortiz wrestling podcast home to the best kept secret in the wrestling podcasting community our live podcast from Greektown Wrestling and Union Wrestling. We also discuss a lot of other things, WWE, AEW. Every once in a while, we throw in New Japan and ROH. Be sure you're checking out our show. We are available on most major podcasts and platforms, especially on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and our main source of uploading is Podbean, ochoandortiz.podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media, at Ocho Wrestling on Twitter, at Ocho and Ortiz on Instagram, or facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz. We also do have a YouTube page, so be sure you're checking out our content there. Just search for Ocho and Ortiz in the search bar. Now let's get you back to your regular programming. 
Welcome back to the show. As you can tell with the discussion that Chris Maloney, Stephen O'Neill, and myself had yesterday on TNT, there's a lot of emotion uh, involved with that. Uh, if you're offended by any swearing, I definitely uh, apologize for that. But as you can tell, it was raw emotion talking about the situation going on. People need to learn how to be right with the world. I don't know how better to say it. Uh, people are just stupid. Apologies matter, um, but it's also your actions that speak louder. I've addressed what was going on and my thoughts of what happened with Kyle Boone and Congo Kong. I'd be open to having Congo Kong uh, contact me and get his side of the story out. His apology is just that words, but I didn't feel he ended up addressing the actual situation and put it almost back on Kyle instead of uh, owning up to what he did. If you read Kyle Boone's uh, full details that are involved in four pictures on his Twitter account, you'll see what the whole story is. And there's a lot of things that went on that one evening at that show that Kyle was a part of. So I've always been a believer that there's three sides to every story. Yours, mine, and the truth. We know what Kyle's uh, story is. We've seen Congo Kong's apology, but we don't know his story. And I'd be willing to have him, as I said, be a part of this show or on TNT and express his part of the story because somewhere in there we know what's going on and we want to piece it together and have the full picture. Uh, so, Congo Kong, if you're able to hear this or somebody shares it with you, please contact me, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, and we will uh, work on getting you as being a part of it to have your voice heard. I want to have an even conversation. Yes, Kyle Boone is a friend of mine, but three sides to every story, and I'm not doubting anything that Kyle said because what he said what he felt is truly how he perceived things to go on and if that's uh, something damaging to him I want at least to find some closure for him and even closure for Congo Kong who may feel unjustly attacked looking back at what happened this week on AEW Dynamite had two matches that were going to affect the tags in the title match potentially at Fighter Fest. The first had Kenny Omega and Hangman um, Page taking on the Natural Nightmares, which is Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. And if they won, they were going to be the new champions and they would face off against the winners of Best Friends and La Sex Gods. And Hangman Page and Kenny Omega were able to retain their titles. Cody had an open challenge for his TNT uh, championship, and he was it was answered by former NWA TV champ Ricky Starks, and Cody ended up retaining in a really good match. That match was so impressive that uh, Tony Khan ended up signing Ricky Starks to a contract with AEW, so he is now all elite. Best friends uh, kept their tag team title uh, match alive with a victory over the sex gods. Of course, uh, Orange Cassidy was at ringside uh, operating camera. Don't know how long he was actually doing that for, but in the closing moments, he was at ringside with a mask on, uh, distracted Jericho and uh, Guevara. Guevara took the pin and then uh, 
Orange Cassidy went after Chris Jericho is announced that they will face it up against each other at Fighter Festival in two days. MJF ended up being uh, Billy, and there was also the Young Bucks beating Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian. So a lot of tag team matches that were happening on that uh, episode. Um, there was a brawl also uh, after that match involving FTR and Butcher and Blade, who were all around the ringside during the Young Bucks uh, Jimmy Havoc Sabian match. And Britt Baker was kidnapped by Big Swall in her uh, Roll, uh, Rolls Royce, I believe they're calling it. And uh, Rebel ended up finding her in a dumpster. Uh, they broke down that fourth wall uh, during that, wondering where the, why the cameras were there. So, uh, yeah, they at least lived up to one of their aspects of not uh, pretending there's no cameras and uh, going forward with that. So that's all leading up to Fighter Fest, which is going to happen on July 1st and 8th as part of actually Dynamite, just under a different name. So unfortunately, they weren't able to get a uh, pay-per-view uh, outlet to have them on or at least a free feed to make it even more special than just a episode of Dynamite. They got some special matches, but that's about it. Uh, looking at the uh, AEW rankings... The tag team uh, champions are Omega and Page, uh, seven and zero. Your contenders at number five with a two and two victory or record is the Young Bucks. At number four with a perfect six and zero is the Dark Order. At number three is Private Party with a four and two record. The Natural Nightmares are at number two with a five and zero record. And Best Friends are your number one contenders at Fighter Fest with a nine and three record. Over in the women's division, the champion is Hikuro Shia, uh, 11-1. Contenders, though, at number 5 is Yuna Sakasaki at 1-1. One one. Britt Baker at 4-4, four four, even though she's going to be out for a while longer. Penelope Ford is number 3 at 4-4, four and, four, and she's actually going to be in the number 1 contender for uh, Shida at Fighter Fest. Chris Tatlander, she's also going to be out for a while because she just recently injured, I believe, her ACL. And she's at a 4-4. Four and, four. and number one is Nyla Rose, the former champion, at 6-1. and one. Over on the men's uh, side of things, the year AEW champion is John Moxley with 13-0 perfect record. TNT champion is Cody with a 12-1 record. Your contenders, though, for the men's titles are number five, Chris Jericho at 2-1. With a perfect 4-0 record, Kenny Omega at number 4. Brody Lee is at number 3 with 5-1. Lance Archer, 6-1 record, is at number 2. And your number 1 contender, even though he's not getting a title shot, is MJF at 6-0. There's currently 5 matches scheduled for Fighter Fest, which is going to happen, as I said earlier, on July 1st and 8th as part of uh, AEW Dynamite. All four championships will be on the line, and we're... Not going to probably know until the day of what matches are going to happen on which day. Now, according to their schedule, they're going to be possibly live on the first, but then recording uh, the second night on the second. So we'll know everything unless uh, rumors uh, come out and spoilers, but we won't know the actual final card, I don't think, or what's going on which days until the show actually happens, much like it was at WrestleMania. 
but we will see Jericho against Orange Cassidy. Hikaru Shida defending the Women's Championship against Penelope Ford. Cody is going to defend the TNT Championship against Jake Hager. That's probably going to uh, be the main event of night number one, it's my guess. Omega and Paige are going to defend against Best Friends, their tag team titles. And John Moxley is going to defend the AEW Championship against Brian Cage. So that's Fighter Fest happening at the beginning of next month. Hey, wrestling fans, we have a brand new t-shirt that you're going to love to get. If you're into comic books and the Ontario wrestling scene, you won't want to miss this great design created by Nigel Lewis of NCL Studios. And even better, when you buy a t-shirt or a poster of this amazing design, you'll also be helping out a great charity at Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. It's part of Steven's wrestling journey, and we're going to help him get that money that's needed to raise for research. T-shirts are just $30. Posters are just 15 Check out our Facebook page or and email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com to make your purchase and help out a great charity and have an awesome t-shirt. Doing a quick look at everything in WWE, uh, there was a COVID-19 positive result that came up that was uh, from an NXT talent that was, I guess, there uh, June 9th. So that ended up holding up the uh, TV tapings last Tuesday, and they did it on Wednesday instead, but Kevin Owens has decided to go home to be with his family. He uh, had a relative also get COVID-19 and pass away, I think, so he's doing what's best for him and his family, and that's what's going on with that situation. Um, there was also an announcement that Ali, Dolph, Ziggler, and Bobby Roode have all been moved over to Raw. Um, at least Dolph and Bobby Roode are part of the AJ trade. WD also came to terms with the release of Jack Gallagher. He's part of the suspected uh, or accused for doing things that they shouldn't have done, sexual harassment, assault, and everything on that line. I guess in his case it was concrete, so they let him go, where others are still being looked into and have not been let go. And then finally, there was a unknown source, and there's, I guess, a court case involved with it, but a former and disgruntled WWE talent is uh, saying that there's more to the Saudi conflict that ended up having the plane grounded, I think that was last October, uh, if I recall right, where only 20 of the WWE talent were able to leave, along with Vince. And the rest were stuck there. There was talk about guns being present. And it's probably going to be more he said, she said. And if at all, there was a pissing for distance contest uh, between Saudi Arabia and Vince McMahon, which apparently Vince might have ended up winning and getting now two shows in Saudi Arabia. But who knows? Jerry McDivitt is going to have to deal with that. And so now let's look at what happened this past week in WD, they had Backlash, and so Backlash happened on Sunday. The kickoff show had Apollo Crews retain his U.S. title against Andrade. Bailey and Sasha Banks uh, opened the main show, w retaining their tag team titles in a triple threat match that included the Iconics, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross. And 
Alexa had hit Twisted Bliss, but then Sasha came up and rolled her up for the pin. Sheamus beat Jeff Hardy. Asuka retained her Raw Women's uh, Championship when there was a double countout uh, in her match against Nia Jax. Braun Strowman won a 2-1-1 handicap match over Miz Morrison to retain his Universal title. Drew McIntyre retained his WWE Championship by beating Bobby Lashley with a Claymore kick when Lashley was distracted by Lana and MVP. And after a long 45-minute match, Randy Orton ended up beating Edge with a punt to the head in what was billed the greatest match ever. Edge also ended up tearing his uh, triceps muscle off his bone and had to have surgery. So that was Backlash as we head to Extreme Rules, I believe is on July 19th. Over on Raw, Randy Orton called out Christian and challenged him to a unsanctioned match because Christian wanted to stand up for Edge over what happened. Almost defeated Angel Garza, Bobby Lashley uh, confronted Lana and asked for a divorce. So that's her second divorce in eight months. Big Show came to the rescue of the Viking Raiders and Street Profits when they were outnumbered by Tozawa and his ninjas. Seth uh, Rollins called out Rey Mysterio, who was still at home apparently, but Dominique had left uh, California to go to the Performance Center and confront Seth Rollins, but Murphy and uh, Austin Theory were searching for him. Dominic ended up attacking Seth from behind and escaping Theory and Murphy before uh, they could get him. Natalia and Liv Morgan lost to the Iconics, and that uh, frustrated Natalia, who turned on Liv after the match. Shelton Benjamin lost to Apollo Crews for the U.S. title after Apollo ended up cheating. Drew McIntyre and R-Truth beat MVP and Lashley, where if Lashley or MVP had picked up a victory, they would have won the WWE Championship, but that didn't happen, and Drew McIntyre is still the champion. The Iconics then challenged Sasha Banks and Bailey to a title shot next week on Raw, which was uh, happening tonight. Nia Jax uh, was about to be disqualified in her match against Asuka for pushing the ref, but instead, as the ref was going to call for the disqualification, Asuka rolled her up. The ref uh, did a quick count, and Asuka retained her WWE Raw Women's Championship. Then, the final match had Christian coming out to confront Randy Orton. Ric Flair came out to stop Christian, and instead Christian said no, he was going to go through with it. From behind, Ric Flair uh, did a low blow, and uh, allowed Randy Orton to kick Christian in the head with a punt kick, and then Christian, as he laid there, Randy Orton got in his face and just apologized and said that Christian made him do it and put him in that position, as Christian was then attended to and wheeled away. Over on NXT, Imperium retained their tag team titles over Brizango, but then Michael Bivens and Indus uh, Sheer attacked after the match. Damian Priest beat Killian Dane. Aaliyah ended up uh, picking up Robert Stone, who was drunk and shoveled in the back of the performance center, brought him to ringside. He ended up throwing up during her match with 
Zaya Lee, which distracted uh, Zaya and allowed Aaliyah to pick up the victory. Then William Regal addressed Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Finn Balor, and Johnny Gargano. And there will be a triple threat uh, match for the North American title this week on NXT with the winner going against Adam Cole in a winner-take-all match on July 8th. So Keith Lee is defending the North American Championship against Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano on Wednesday. Dakota Kai uh, beat Caden Carter. Bronson Reed uh, beat Leon Ruff and then called out Karrion Cross for a match uh, this week on NXT. And the main event saw Sasha Banks and Bailey defend and retain their tag team titles over the team of Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. After the match, though, Ia Shirai uh, ended up attacking Banks and Bailey and stood tall to end the show. Over on SmackDown, AJ Styles had an IC title. Uh, celebration and it was interrupted by Matt Riddle. This ended up turning into a lumberjack match, uh, which AJ did not want to give Riddle a title match for, but Riddle picked up the victory. Then Shorty G defeated Mojo Rawley. The New Day beat Lucha House Party, but then Cesaro and Nakamura attacked them after the match, setting themselves up for a future tag team title match. Sasha Banks beat Nikki Cross. And Braun Strowman interrupted the Firefly Funhouse in its return. And during that confrontation, Bray, the children's entertainer, turned into the Eater of Worlds, the old Bray Wyatt, and said that he knows how to take down Braun Strowman since he created the monster. And that's how uh, SmackDown and WD ended this week. Thank you once again for joining me for this episode of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere else, iHeartRadio. And yeah, I know this is a late entry uh, for this week, but everything going on, I finally needed to draw the line and put this all together and get it out there. There's just so much news coming out every day with more accusations towards people and it's just mind-blowing each day um hopefully next week's episode which will come out later on uh in the week and tnt happening on thursday we'll have more information and we'll uh recap everything and go from there so this has been scumbags wrestling episode number 110 thank you very much Please stop by our Facebook page and check out our great shirts and posters. Support a great cause in Children's Hospital, Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto, uh, Stephen's Wrestling Journey, and yeah, just get this great merchandise, help out a great cause, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Granted, I understand it's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night.
This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.